Hello and welcome to Nerd of Paradise. I'm your host Kate and you're listening to episode 12. And happy Star Wars Day! This episode is being released on May 4th, 2016, more commonly known as Star Wars Day because, you know, may the 4th be with you, ha ha ha, lol. Anyways, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know by now that I am a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, the other podcast I co-host is actually a Star Wars podcast, Blob of the Hut, and Star Wars is a really big part of my life. And I realized that for this Star Wars day, it would be a really good opportunity for me to reflect on The Force Awakens. And since I've been podcasting about Star Wars for about a year and a half, I thankfully have a lot of my reactions, my thoughts, a lot of the awesome stuff that I've done in the last year and a half recorded audibly. So I have all these really cool clips and awesome things and I thought it would be really cool to compile them and to release them as a celebration of Star Wars. So just to give you a little background about my Star Wars story, I am a special edition Star Wars fan. I just missed being born, you know, for the originals. Although I have older siblings who always played Star Wars and were always talking about and stuff, we never owned the movies growing up. And so by the time the re-releases were coming out, I think that was in 1997, that was the first time I saw these movies. Yeah, I pretty much instantly fell in love with Star Wars. And from that moment on, I just became more and more enthralled with it. And then it was only two years until episode one came out. And so that was just thrilling. I had never experienced anything like that in my life. And I know a lot of people don't like the prequels, but episode one especially will always have a really special place in my heart. So as uh, the early 2000s went by, you know, I went to a lot of midnight screenings, watched tons of Star Wars and all that good stuff. Then at the end of episode three at the theater, I just remember this really sad, empty feeling. And like, I actually cried. Like this was the last time I would be in the theater watching Star Wars. And that was just like the saddest thought to me. But then we had the news of the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012. And I was never happier to hear anything in my life. We were going to see Star Wars again in the theater on the big screen. We were going to see what happens to Luke and Leia. And ah, that was an amazing day. In the years to come, we waited and we waited for The Force Awakens. And we finally got to see it last year in 2015. And it was amazing. And Star Wars is still incredible. And so that wait from 2012 until 2015, it seemed like forever. But I was glad to, at least for the last half of it, to be able to document a lot of it. So I'm going to try to put that in chronological order for you and maybe cut in every now and then to kind of narrate. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy and may the force be with you. Okay, so I think... I thought I had a reaction from when I first found out the name The Force Awakens, but I couldn't find that anywhere. So the first footage I'm going to play is kind of my second thoughts to the very first trailer we got. I think it was November of 2014. My initial thoughts, I had been on vacation, and so my first thoughts were just um, 
I watched it on a little tiny screen and I had just sent some very initial thoughts in. But then once I got home, I kind of took some more time to think about it and to tell my thoughts a little more. So here's that. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? I think it's safe to say that we've all felt it. These brief glimpses that we've got from the Force Awakens teaser have excited and inspired fans of all ages. From videos, to fan art, to pure speculation, Star Wars fever is at an all-time high once again. And isn't it fantastic? Okay, so I'll kind of go in chronological order of how the teaser went. First of all, John Boyega. How awesome is he, right? I love what he said to all the criticism about him being black and being in Star Wars. He just said, get used to it. And that's right. People better get used to seeing John Boyega. In fact, he's actually, I didn't notice this before, but he is listed first in the cast list. I'm thinking he's probably got to be our main hero, right? So John Boyega. That still makes me jump every time when he pops up, by the way. So do we think he is actually a stormtrooper or is it just a disguise? And speaking of stormtroopers, which side are the stormtroopers on? Is it possible that maybe they're good guys and that they're like peacekeepers for the Republic or something? You know, we did see the clones in the prequels go from being basically on the side of the good guys to the bad guys. Maybe it's something similar with the stormtroopers. I don't know. Um, and then that also brings another point to mind. I've heard people saying, oh, he's a rebel in disguise, right? Well, that term, that term rebel, if the New Republic is the main government then they wouldn't be rebels anymore, right? Um, I guess what it would be the new empire or whatever would be technically be the rebels. But, you know, I guess we'll find out soon enough, right? So then also, there was a probe droid, it sounded like, in the background of this short snippet. So what is that probe droid looking for? And why doesn't he just shoot it down? We saw in The Empire Strikes Back how easily those things explode when you shoot them. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, so next up, Roly Poly Droid. <laughs> I love the Roly Poly Droid. He's so cute. <laughs> this was about the only one that I hadn't seen concept art of before or anything. Somehow I missed this one, but I went back and looked at looked it up. It looks like, you know, the the ball part is his motion mode or whatever, and that he unfolds like a Swiss Army knife um, to be more useful and to have little gadgets and stuff like that. So I'm not exactly sure how that works, but that will be a really cool reveal if that's what he does, you know. Now if he's Kira's droid, he's most likely to have a pretty prominent role in this movie, right? But that makes me a little bit worried about R2-D2 and C-3PO's roles. I mean, R2-D2, he's my favorite in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> so if I don't see him very much in this, it's going to make me really sad. Um, no, also about Roly Poly Droid, whoever thought that guy up is a genius because it's just, it's marketing genius. Think of all the cool toys and beach balls and awesome marketing tie-ins that you can do with this little droid. It's going to be amazing and I'll be first in line to get some of that merchandise. <laughs> okay, so Oscar Isaac. Oh wait, first let's go to Daisy Ridley. So, Daisy Ridley's character is rumored to be Han and Leia's daughter, but 
If she's from Tatooine, like it looks like she might be from this teaser, maybe she's Luke's daughter. Because that would continue the Skywalkers living on Tatooine pattern nicely. And then I got to thinking, well, I wonder who her mother would be then. Well, I'm thinking Mara Jade. And I haven't seen any, as far as I could tell from the casting, no one that could really be Mara Jade. But what if Mara Jade is her mother and she died during childbirth? That could be an interesting twist, right? On to the next point, Oscar Isaac. Now he seems to have some awesome piloting skills, right? Maybe he's Han and Leia's son. That would be pretty cool. And then also, based on this teaser, I'm thinking that John, Daisy, and Oscar have got to be the new big three. Um, if that's what they're focusing on and everything. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now the X-Wings and atmosphere, that was pretty cool. And you know, with them not being in space, it kind of reminded me of that scene in Star Trek Into Darkness at the beginning when we see that the Enterprise is underwater. So, you know, it's just kind of out of its element, but it's still a really great scene that we love with our spaceships, our beloved spaceships. So, very JJ, and I think that's pretty cool. On to the last part of the trailer, the big bad villain guy. Who do I think that is? Well, I'm thinking Adam Driver, and here's why. So based on the casting list that is on the iTunes trailers thing, Adam Driver is actually listed third after John and Daisy. So I'm thinking he's probably our big bad villain. So other than that, I'm not, I don't really have any hypothesis on who he is or where he comes from. Maybe he's in the Skywalker line. I'm not sure, but it'll be interesting to see. Now about that cross guard lightsaber. Um, I think it's pretty cool, but I'm wondering if maybe the little lightsaber crossguard thingies extend longer, maybe as long as the other one. So it'd be like a tri-lightsaber? I don't know. Would that be too similar to when Darth Maul's double saber extends in The Phantom Menace? I don't know. <laughs> so, there you have it. That's pretty much my current thoughts about the Force Awakens teaser, or was this the teaser teaser? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, it's part of the game. And it's just a little over a year longer till we get to see the actual movie. That's so funny to go back and listen to that now, knowing what we know. I love roly-poly droid before we had any clue what these characters were even named or anything like that. And if you notice, I actually called Ray Kira. That was one of the rumors that was going around back then. But the next piece of footage is actually when we got that reveal of the character names. I think it was a Entertainment Weekly thing and it had like the little cards with their names on it. So here's my reaction to that. Okay, so we've got names for some of our Force Awakens characters. How awesome is that? It just came right out of the blue. If you weren't paying attention to your Twitter feed on Thursday, you might have missed it. But I'm sure you've heard about it by now. The method with the retro cards is really cool. I like it a lot. It's very JJ, and I think when we look back on the marketing of this movie, we're all going to be very pleased with how it was done overall and just the little pieces and snippets that we got here and there. But yeah, very cool. So what do I think about the names? So I'll kind of, I actually printed these out 
and I have them right here and I'll go in order. And that's one thing I thought was interesting, the order of the cards. If it follows the pattern like the original Topps cards, it's kind of the order that the movie goes in. So I thought that was interesting because it's a little bit different than what we saw in the teaser. And so it basically goes um, BB, the droid, and then we've got Poe Dameron in his X-Wing. We've got Kilo or Kylo, I'm not sure how you say that yet. Ren ignites his lightsaber. You've got Ray, or is it Re, on her speeder. You've got Finn on the run. You've got Stormtroopers prepare for battle, X-Wings in formation, and the Millennium Falcon. So is that going to be the general plot of the movie? We'll have to wait and see. But also it was kind of interesting how a lot of the numbers on these cards matched up with the ones from A New Hope. So that's very cool. Very JJ. I like that a lot. So what do I think of the individual names? Um, pretty good overall. I really like BB, BB-8 for the droid. I think he's going to be called BB for short. Maybe B, but that might be a little too close to like Justin Bieber. So I don't know if they'll go that route. But yeah, I definitely think BB would be really cute. Poe Dameron, or is it, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but eh, I, I see nothing wrong with that. Kilo or Kylo Ren, again, I mean, I think it sounds very Star Wars-y. Uh, Rey or Re, I like it. I, I dig that. Uh, it's pretty short. Possibly could it be a nickname? Maybe. And Finn. Finn, I like it okay, but I just am a little bit surprised with that because it does seem a little bit more trendy. I know, you know, like Adventure Time, and I never really watched Glee, but I believe one of the characters on that was called Finn. But maybe that's what they're trying to go for, to tap into that younger demographic. So I guess that makes sense, and I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be interesting to see if there are any twists to these names, too. And it's interesting how we didn't get last names on a couple of them, so maybe those were clues for the movie or something. So... We'll just have to wait and see. And I can't wait. So I'm really excited to find out more about The Force Awakens and to hear more character names and find out more about these characters. And also, I thought it was interesting. This reveal was on a Thursday. We got um, the title, The Force Awakens. That was on a Thursday, too, kind of in this similar fashion. Just a um, nonchalant tweet, kind of like, oh, yeah, this is the title. And then it just exploded, you know? So the next big thing was Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, which was in April of 2015. And this was exciting because it was my very first celebration. So of course, any celebration is amazing, but your first one's always unforgettable. So of course, there's that. And then we had right off the bat that awesome The Force Awakens panel with J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, the cast, and then the life-size BB-8 rolled out on the stage. I think that might have been where my BB-8 obsession started, actually. <laughs> but yeah, and then, of course, we got to see the trailer. And to watch it in a room full of that many people was incredible. Emotions were charged. There was so much energy in the room. And, of course, I was recording the whole thing. And I think that this clip really conveys the whole feeling of <laughs> that experience very well. So... 
I hope you enjoy it. Fast forward to September, fourth Friday of that September to be exact, I had a lot of fun going out at midnight and reporting and, oh yeah, I bought a few things too. One minute to go. I hear R2-D2. Okay, I got midnight. They're letting people in. Oh, I was expecting a countdown or something. I don't know if we'll get in. Whoa. I've never seen so many Star Wars shirts in my life. Darth Vader's, <laughs> Chewbacca, Stormtrooper pajamas. Check out the Princess Leia. I know. <laughs> some really cool clothes. I feel like I need to get something. So I'm leaving Target. My final Force Friday count. I got a The Force Awakens t-shirt. A cap. Uh, a Captain Phasma projection pen, uh, my free BB-8 bag from Target, some R2-D2 chicken noodle soup, and some R2-D2 and C-3PO SpaghettiOs. Um, oh yeah, and I forgot, while I was waiting in line, I kind of ordered the Sphero BB-8, <laughs> so I should be getting that in a few days, so yeah, it was a pretty fun night. I'm getting pretty tired though, my Red Bull's wearing off. I think this is probably all I'm going to do for right now. So it was right around this time when I joined Jamie as co-host on Blah Blah the Hut. And one of the first things that we got to do in October was an analysis of the long trailer that came out that time. So here's a few highlights from that. The one thing that stood out for me straight away from the start was there's obviously a huge theme of identity in mm -hmm. this in this uh, film which is not unlike A New Hope because obviously there's a huge identity shift in Luke Skywalker is into who he thought he was as opposed to who he actually is identity yeah, driven like 
that she she almost yeah with multiple what, what, characters what i wrote down about the when daisy ridley says i'm no one mm-hmm. okay the way that that line is delivered i felt it was actually quite um almost like i'm no one as if she's protecting herself as if she's trying to you know um not reveal her identity mm-hmm. as opposed to you know i'm i'm a nobody you know yeah. i'm i'm actually like i have no confidence in myself i'm not of any importance to the galaxy i actually it kind of feels like maybe she does know who she is but she's either suppressing it herself mm-hmm. or else she's strategically not allowing other people to know yeah i you feel know, like that might be our big reveal for the movie is her being like either of the skywalker or solo line and being a jedi mm-hmm. yeah yeah well i think Catherine Kennedy did come out and say that the um, the main Star Wars stories will all be of Skywalker um, lineage. So mm-hmm. whether one of them is Solo Skywalker or Luke's kids, um, we're definitely expecting some some kind of a connection to the to the original three. And then there's Kylo Ren <laughs> without his hood. I don't know. That was like the first thing I noticed. I was like, he's got his hood down. (laughs) The first thing I thought when, you know, when he says, I'll finish what you started. I was like, oh, there's the Darth Vader fanboy theory. Seemingly confirmed. You know, is it Ray that's asking about the stories and everything in the past? So it seems like in 30 years, a lot has become convoluted and they're not really sure what's happened. Mm -hmm again quite a similar story mm-hmm. well not not a similar storyline but a similar line of thought uh, within the galaxy as what was in star wars in in a new hope True. you know like the jedi jedi were a long distant memory at that point the only mm-hmm. one surviving one was ben and obviously luke to be realized so i mean i think there's loads of really nice original tr- trilogy parallels so you have in that that the resistance will be based on new alderaan oh did i say that (laughs) yeah i love that idea oh what i I said that was um you know when we didn't know who was on that stage and i was like well is it queen leia of new alderaan or something but yeah yeah yeah. i love the idea of and i don't i wouldn't put it past the past possible if um if Leia was to, you know, find a republic and or find a, a planet to, you know, base the rebels on or base the resistance on and rename that planet New Alderaan. Because mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 happened with New York, it's happened with New Jersey. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not unlike uh, somewhere to become the new Alderaan and obviously Leia um is always looking to salvage her people's culture and her people's mm-hmm. um, you know, history. Did you get incredibly excited when you saw Chewie? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Man. I don't know. I mean, I just... no, it was not like incredibly excited, but like there's just something, there's just something about seeing Han and Chewie together that it's like because yeah, we already had seen that, you know. The yeah, Chewie I know, were home. I know, I know. But Han and Chewie together is like the family are definitely back together. You know, yeah. mom and dad have sorted out their problems and we're all <laughs> happy again. Do you know? <laughs> so, do you think BB-8 is maybe the new incarnation of or two? that this is like the new model the new model of of (laughs) or twos if you know what i mean maybe maybe there's like tons of 
the that model around that would be great that's it yeah that could be happening i mean if you think about all the different r2 units yes. that we've seen throughout the films from the time of that trailer it was just a few short months until the release of the force awakens in december but it seemed like forever there were different tv spots and we kept seeing little glimpses here and there and finally that day came and what a wild and crazy day it was my brother and I went to an all-day marathon, which showed all seven movies. It started at 1 a.m. in the morning, and it just kept playing them until The Force Awakens was released, I think, at 7 p.m. that night. But it was so much fun. It was a packed theater, so it was just tons of fans. There was lots of awesome reactions. So I'm going to go ahead and play some of the crowd reactions, and then you'll hear from me again.
finished The Force Awakens. Initial thoughts, feelings, reactions. I loved it. There wasn't really... You didn't like the music part of it. No, it's not that I didn't like it. I just felt like it wasn't very Star Wars-y. Like what we're used to. Mm-hmm. But it's probably just because I'm not used to it. Yeah. You know? There wasn't anything I didn't like. I, could, I guess I could say it that way. So I That was just the thing I liked least. Was I enjoyed it. And I'm just wondering if it's partly... The other thing, if you read those interviews in Wired, Hollywood's formula for success seems to be ripping off of, like, Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy type. Yeah. So, throw in some comedy and... It was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. And, uh... You too? Yeah. And, you know, BB-8's basically the comic relief. Yeah. Even though he had an important role. So... And they didn't have, like, stupid comic relief like Jar Jar. Right. I think they could have done... Like, they could have spent way more time on Kylo. Yeah. And they had the perfect beginning Mm -hmm. um, with... Who was that that ended up dying right away? He knew who he was and teased us with it. Yeah. With his family heritage and lineage and so Mm -hmm. forth. And we didn't still find out till the end of it, more towards the end. So, Um, who do you think Rey is? Well, she's got to be Luke's daughter. You think? Yeah. I still think she might be Kylo's sister. But how could she be that if Han and... Leia don't acknowledge it. I know, maybe so, what, they could have had their memories wiped or something. But how does she know so much about the Falcon? She's just... Well, how did she have those visions when she got near Luke's lightsaber? Because she's in the Skywalker line. Yeah, because she's from Luke. <laughs> but she could be from Leia, too. That could be from Leia, too. I don't know. Yet another unanswered question. Right? So those were initial thoughts and reactions. But the thing is, the more you watch The Force Awakens, the more you want to talk about it. And of course, we've done that a lot on Blah Blah the Hut, and we always seem to be coming up with new theories and thoughts. So here's a few of those. So it actually took me my third time to actually realize there, you know, Star Wars, there's always like an appendage getting cut off. Yeah. And I was like, hey, they didn't do that. But there actually was one. Who was... (laughs) Who who got something cut off? The rat, the Rathor. Oh, of course. Actually, I thought, I thought that Kylo should probably be li- missing a few limbs after that fight with Rey. <laughs> what did you make of yes. Kylo? Um, I liked him more than I thought I would, just because he was so funny. <laughs> like not like, not like haha funny, but just like his temper tantrums yeah. I thought were hilarious. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's and man that it's got to be expensive having him around yeah, if he has tantrums yeah. like that all the time how many rooms have they had to rebuild on starkler i know <laughs> um but what i what i actually find very interesting about kylo is that so he's a big vader fanboy okay yeah he's you know looking to vader and to anakin for you know guidance and whatnot yet does he know about Anakin? Oh, well, I would assume he probably would. I assume he. Well, I mean, again, nothing has been has been explained about that. Mm-hmm. But even though he's a big fan of him, he's big, you know, fanboy. 
he's actually the complete opposite of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Anakin was a Jedi who fell to the dark side. And so it was like a descent. It was a descent. But Kylo was right. making an active decision. Mm-hmm. Like instead of being um instead of being seduced by the dark side, Kylo is being seduced by the light. Yeah. Do you know, so it's really interesting. He's trying as hard as to stay in the dark yeah. and not be tempted by the light side. Whereas Anakin yeah. was the complete opposite. What do you think of Snoke? What is what is a Snoke? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is Snoke his name? I'm really happy that he's might. not actually... Well, we don't know for sure what size he is. But yeah. I was really happy when I saw it first. I was like, oh, don't tell me he's a bleeding giant. It just seems so, like, out of nowhere. As in that he's... Well, I mean, is he Force-sensitive? Is he just a mentor? Han did say Snoke is using you for your power. So mm-hmm. does Kylo have a power that Snoke doesn't? True. You know? And I'm wondering, remember, what does that mean when he says he was going to complete Kylo's training? Exactly. Is he going to so. kill him? There's something else there that needs to happen. It could be that he needs to kill I him. I need to know these things. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a lot to say about Star Wars Episode Seven, and we still do. It seems like every day we're coming up with new theories, new ideas, and that's why we love Star Wars. Even though the wait is excruciating, we thrive on speculation and just being inspired by something greater than us. And I'm just so grateful to be a part of Star Wars. So this episode is dedicated to all the people who make Star Wars possible. It's dedicated to all the awesome friends I've met along the way because of Star Wars. And to my close friends and family who may not be as big of a Star Wars fan as me, but they indulge me and they let me introduce them to Star Wars and sometimes even become as big of a fan as I am. So everybody, as Star Wars fans, we have so much to look forward to and I am so glad you're along for the ride. So that's going to do it for me this time. But until next time, may the fourth be with you. 